should sound interesting. We do have reference audio. We have the H4N set up just for comparison, but now we have our own little Audio Technica mics. It's nice. We look like podcasters. I can be like, what are you talking about? I'm going to cringe a lot if you keep moving the arm. <laughs> okay, so sounds good to me. I'm just going to unplug this and let the magic happen. Let the magic happen. I do have to say that if there's no other benefit of doing this podcast, this is very interesting. You, it will end up being the year of the many looks of Jesse and Eric. Last week you had long curly hair and beard stubble. I guess this is the one where I have a uh, short hair. This week time. you look like a convict. Or somebody fresh out of the infantry or something. I fresh, I'm freshly shaved. I got a haircut, so we're looking stylish. And Justin then, should come on the podcast because he is the most dramatic change of all. That's true. He's gone beardless after after He's what not going to happen like that. Perhaps we should knock on his door and have him wave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at the end of the podcast. That works. He'll probably come out at some point. Um, Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, slightly different setup. Welcome to my humble abode. We are in your apartment currently. Yeah. As soon as I saw this island, I got thinking, it's good for conversation. I talk. It's great. Almost as good as being on an actual island and doing the podcast. That would be great, too. Yeah. It's interesting seeing, I guess, the difference. in Now we have, like, podcasting style microphones. I think the audio difference is going to be the thing that I'm most interested in. because The lights will help. We yeah, do look good. The I lights look, are fantastic. We now have a real like... Pretty good. Yeah, like a real I lighting setup. To, I told Justin I want... I'm not waiting for Tila's short film. I want to film something short with Justin as an actor just to make a creative lighting decision. Do that. Trying to come up with a very short three minute or five minute script just to shoot it, just to do it. Okay. Just. That sounds like an interesting way to put the gear to use very quickly. Put it to use, see what it can do. It, it's interesting that the, a lot of the industry, at least on the more prosumer end, is switching just to these LED panels. Because before we were using just like the little fluorescent bulbs, you could buy the kits on eBay and Amazon for like 100 to $200 with a bunch of stands and you'd plug in like four fluorescent tubes. And they're kind of a pain in the arse because you tend to knock them over and smash glass <laughs> fluorescent tubes everywhere and they're just difficult to transport. They're a pain. This stuff is great. Easy to transport. Very nice bright. case. Yeah. Option to plug in or go wireless and have, have just run them on batteries. It's bad when you stare at it for a second. Other than that. Yeah, they're really bright. They are incredibly bright. Um, yeah, the, the fluorescent bulbs, not that anybody cares. I bought them because they were there. I didn't really need them. That's it's one of the the depre- I don't know if it's depressing. I don't know what you would call it, but I, there's been times where I think as a as a person who uses a equi- like equipment as a job, you buy things and hopefully you buy them for the for the actual purpose of using them. Yes. Those lights I bought because I was out of film school wasn't happy just had my back surgery like i need something but i didn't use them i used them a little bit we got quite a bit of use out of them at least yeah. from the time that i was around but they've been around they were around for four years before you popped around mm-hmm. three years and most of the time i didn't i didn't use it that being said 
uh, the person I was with said, you're never going to use them. And she's right. I didn't because she wasn't, you know, supportive of the creative edge until she was. But, um, no, sometimes I worry like, hey, should we have bought these lights? Yes. This, the we're going to be using them. The lights were a sensible thing. Hell, they can be used on almost everything. I'd bring that bag to weddings and set one up to light speeches. Yep. Absolutely. Battery powered lights done. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not the kind that we really want to mount on our cameras as much. No. But they're... But put... There's, now we have these light stands that light are solid. Stand it's going to change everything. It's going to make things look a lot better. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And the microphones, yeah, okay. Not necessarily warranted, but this is episode 25. Where... It's time to have real mics almost. Yeah. I And, and I would say the potential for these to be used as boom mics. Do you really see any use case... For that, because I don't know, the, direct, the direction at which they record things is not really the most useful for like a forward-facing direction. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, it's possibly, but also at the same time, the 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 idea of having to uh, record audio for a commercial, like I remember a voiceover. Yeah, this is this is perfect. That. Yes, they are. Because I remember having to set it up and my father would be standing by the mic stand with the H4N to do his Auto Spa Plus commercial. And then there's tweaks, but these will just sound so much better. Mm-hmm. And then if we decide or we actually get a permanent place eventually where we can actually soundproof it, like there's... That's one thing that you'll notice. There's definitely echo in this place. But I mean, what do you expect when you have steel framing, a bunch of just drywall with hard objects placed on it and a, I don't know if that's like a stone roof I don't know I'm not sure. never figured out exactly what it is I don't know what I, I should go touch it to see what material it is at some point I want to touch it yeah um, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's stucco <laughs> that's for sure the the lights are warranted and the microphones are warranted this is good and when you think about it soundproofing a lot of people use foam foam isn't exactly that hard to acquire absolutely no definitely not so I think our cost at this point is done. We we spent the money here. See, it's the location. Everybody wants to have like, even photographers and all that stuff want to have like a studio where they can just have the space. And you really need that for soundproofing. So you don't want to take, put it down and, no. and put it back up and all that stuff. You, you need to be able to just line the walls with your foam. And, and if you wanted to use blankets because you're going on a budget or something, just have them set up off camera in places that are going to stop the sound from reverberating. There's a lot of... A lot of that. And I, I'd like to get to the point eventually, at least, to have a, a studio. It'd be nice to just build in the backyard or something where you have, like, a shed that you build to be big enough to be a studio. Well, that uh, recording studio for Roadwaves that we went to, that's a high-end shed studio, but it doesn't yes. have to be that high-end. The building itself isn't really super high-end. It's just the equipment inside, I would say, is what makes it Well, high-end. the building is totally soundproofed properly, so that yes. means that in the construction of the building, they... But I would want to do that if I did it. It's not really that much of a costly feature to do it as you go, I, I don't think. So, no, it's interesting. There's there's lots of pauses. There's lots, there's lots of potential changes that will be coming... Um, coming up not necessarily i mean with this uh just with everything in general tila and i are looking for houses still I and mean, we've talked about that before on the podcast a lot of them seem to have the at least the ones we like seem to have big backyards and a lot of times they'll have tons of sheds and stuff like that already built 
So that's good. I could I could see that being something very easy. And then I'd like to just build my own too. Oh wait, ah, I have other things. Okay, I don't know if I mentioned we mentioned this in the podcast, but we had a we've had an interesting string of events where I bought jumper cables for my car <laughs> a long time ago because I had a I had a Chevy Impala, the battery died in it, it just got old or whatever. So I used those. I think it was yours that died first, actually. Yeah, I, I yeah. So for your for your Ford Fusion, you your brought jumper was, cables that I ended up. I sold for. I sold Jesse the jumper <laughs> cables because he needed them, and it's because his battery was dying and, and whatever. It took a while, then we went and we got a battery, or whatever, at night, yeah. and a battery or something, and yep. and put it in your car, and then. I think I got them back at some point, or like I borrowed them from you. Did like a month ago you paid five no, no. bucks for it? No, 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 way before that though, because I had a situation where my Impala battery died oh. back then. And I, I use, I know I used them for something back then, and then I had to charge it up with a battery charger, and I, it didn't work. I had to buy a new battery, whatever. Then you got them back at <laughs> some point. I don't know why, maybe just because they were mine at yeah, that point. Yeah, I think I had borrowed them. And then. And then more recently, I bought them off you because in my Ford Fusion, my hybrid Ford Fusion, the battery died, which I'm like just getting kind of annoyed, but whatever. I mean, I just got the car, so I guess the, that's battery, the, annoying part. the battery hadn't been changed, and that's fine. That's something you have to keep up with. So fine. I got them back from you. And it's a pretty simple fix. Oh, yeah. I had to buy a battery. It was a bit of a pain because it was a special battery. It's smaller than the regular. You had to get it right from Ford. Yeah. I, they they did not have it at CarQuest or anywhere else, really. Was it, Ford good to deal with? Oh, easy. No problem. It took him a long time to get it in, though. It took him like a week. But anyways, so uh, yeah, so I had the cables. The cables have now migrated to Tila <laughs> because her Pontiac G5 had its battery die sitting in the driveway. Nothing in particular. Charged it up, got it to work for the day or whatever. And I told her, yep, that's not going to start in the morning. And sure enough, it didn't. So today we went out and bought her a battery for her car. Lead acid batteries, you know, they're good for five or six years, depending on how you use them. But and they're just they just all go at the same time when you have a bunch of cars for some reason. <laughs> I guess we all have cars of a similar age. Right, because yours well, yours now two thousand ten, yep, right? Two thousand ten. Her Hers cars are two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, mine is two thousand seven. Yeah. Huh. That's true. That's that's something And well, my Impala was a two thousand five. Okay. So So within five years of And it probably already had one battery replacement before I got the car. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, new future, new changes. If there is a a new change that gets me to have to commute to Toronto on a more frequent basis for work, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not even going to wait for my car to die. I'm going to get a nicer. So if I'm going to be spending more time in Toronto, I I, I want something that I can. You enjoy. still think you're going to donate it for the the kidney car stuff? Because you could get a decent amount of money for it if you don't wait for it to die. Yeah, that's that's where that'll be a difference. If uh, if I do just end up not waiting for it to die, then I will probably sell it. And then you have money to make a charitable contribution to a kidney foundation of your yeah. choice, anyways. Plus, so. I do. It was just. I mean, there's other there's other charities that uh, do that sort of thing. The the car thing. I was just picking the kidney foundation. Well, yeah, that makes sense for you, in your situation. Um, but what I donate from them, or what I donate to them, the the car would be a negligible amount, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. So, what do you think for a car then? Because you're talking about you want something with fold down seats and something bigger. You think you could find use for that? I think I do. I think instead of going the the trailer route for now, because that's I mean that's a separate. 
that's a separate expense at some point. It, storage is an issue. I mean, in your your trunk because the fact that it's it's Small. a it's a uh, hybrid hybrid. Um, there's very little trunk space. I have decent trunk space, and I take it for granted um, that <laughs> yeah, I have decent trunk space. But I feel I don't I don't want to go minivan. Mm-mm. I'm too young. Nobody makes a good minivan, anyways. Not anymore. My dad swears by his minivan, though, and he he. I mean, he uses it for as a as a multi-purpose vehicle. Yeah. Because he'll deliver e-bikes out of it. He'll, yeah, you you he'll can do that with. Occasionally deliver bodies out of it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but it's not. I guess I guess that's fine. You, is, it, is it like a flat? The hearse is usually the flashy imagery of like, oh, it's yeah. a it's a Cadillac. But you know what? A black Lincoln. minivan. Doing it, I mean, he's... You know he's, what, the the Chrysler version of the Dodge, the Caravan or whatever, the, the, what are the Pacifica or whatever, looks like a hearse a little bit. And there, I mean, he's he's doing the funeral work during the non-flashy part, right? He's doing it before the funeral, so a minivan makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, just something with fold-down seats, so that way if we do have to move a light box that's four, like a... Just, so, just like an SUV space. then. Yeah. There's lots of good choices of SUVs. That seems to be what everybody wants to buy and make at this point in time. Ford's I'm definitely, definitely going to feel younger in a sense. People tend to call, especially the way that our car looks. The way, I mean, yours included, a lot of people call it an old person car. That's what I get. Mine, the, the fact that it's tan, it definitely yeah, goes on the... It doesn't help. I mean, it, it's the... The bigger sedans that tend, and they're more expensive too than like the, because you would see lots of young people like a Fiesta or a Focus if you're talking about Ford or or like a Chevy Cruze or whatever. But as soon as you go up to like the bigger, bigger like the Impala and then the Fusion and the Taurus and like these ones, you kind of see a lot of older people buying them. Maybe. I like the Fusion though. I was talking oh, yeah, to my mechanic's uh, secretary. No, it's not secretary, assistant, secretary. If, do they work at the front desk? And yeah, a, secretary. Yeah, secretary. Um, and I was asking her, because at some point I'm going to have to, you know, upgrade. And I said something like a Fiesta. Fiestas are incredibly affordable. They're mm-hmm. more expensive than the Focus now. Okay. Well, they used the, to not the be. Fiesta and the Focus, like the low-end Fords, affordable. And I said, I asked her, I said, like, do a lot of people, is there a lot of issues with the Fiestas? And there he are. said, you... 100% with cars, yeah. there is a there is definitely a peak where you do get what you pay for. Yes. And that makes sense. Like a Fiesta, low-cost entry, but you may have issues. That's, yeah. But there's a lot of cars, especially American-made cars, that have these same kind of issues for a long series of, of time. I'm thinking mostly, like, the history of Chevy and stuff just got kept up with so many parts when I had my Impala. It was ridiculous. Although this Ford's not really being any better, but I'm buying a car that I... I just had, was left in a certain state, and now I have to bring it back to whatever it was supposed to be to begin with. Now, do you think, what would your, what's your opinion on, we're, we're obviously at a point where buying used cars is the way that we've, we've been for it's a while. so much more cost effective. It's so much more cost effective. Do you think there's merit in buying, not necessarily brand, brand new, but do you think there's merit in buying just a few years old? Like at Not from point? a dealer. Not from a dealer. Not from a dealer. If you're going to buy it privately, sure, but then you have to worry about financing that. If you liquid assets, you have cash. Easy. Easier, I would say, if you you know if you have $15,000 to drop on a used vehicle or something, which is good. 
because used vehicle financing sucks and dealers just upcharge the hell out of things. I like buying used cars and I like it from private sales because you get the best deal. You're looking at typically older cars and you have to know what you're looking for, but there's the reward from doing it is so much greater in my opinion. And buying new cars is almost, it, it makes sense as a business decision in many ways, especially if you're leasing or something like that and you can write more of it off and problem with benefits. leasing is the the amount of kilometers that go with a lease is so you can, either i drive a lot or yeah. it's so low and then you at least the standard leases that they advertise you can pick different amounts yeah. of and it doesn't matter because if you plan to buy them out at, afterwards anyways then you've already paid into it so it's not a big deal hmm. i would say i guess i haven't really looked i don't know it'll be interesting when the time comes a lot more uh a lot more coming, but I, it's weird. There's the, the part of me that knows that there's going to be some, some major life changes. There's other parts that I really do enjoy, uh, the way things are now. And I wonder if six months from now, if everything is going to fall into place where there can be an appropriate balance between what we're doing now and any other changes. Is your, is your head going to be too big to fit through the door, you think? What do you mean? <laughs> Get an important job or something, doing some film stuff. No, busy. Is Just thing. busy? That's it? Well, eh, I'm I'm everybody, getting too everybody big. is busy. Hey, you could be big, big Hollywood movie oh, star. Yeah, big Hollywood boom-op. Boom-op. Hey, I don't know. It's all... It's all no, somewhere. that's not... It's not an ego thing. It's just doing something. It, it very. I feel nowadays actually being awarded an opportunity to do something you went to school for that actually potentially pays very well is is unfortunately rare. Yeah. So even if it doesn't work out the way I want to, there's absolutely no reason why I can't try. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I and it's an experience in and of itself, anyways, to to learn new things. So. It's unfortunate that it comes at a time where I'm now locked into a year lease and stuff like that, but I wouldn't move to Toronto. No, yeah, you were not going to move out there anyways. No. It doesn't really make sense. At some point, Beamsville, maybe. Shave off 20 minutes off the drive. Beamsville's kind of nice. Why? You could just look into getting something electric if you're going to get a new car. I could. There's options out there for sure. Stuff with, uh, that way you pretty much shave off the fuel costs. Travel time is, of course, somewhat important, but I mean, 40 minutes a day. Okay, so here's... Probably not make it or break it. Here's the the ego boost. Yeah. <laughs> I make a time... I mean, I don't want to make... I mean, jokes aside... Sure. I'll just fly to Toronto every day. That uh, that Fly GTA from the Niagara and the Lake Airport, $99. Is that really a thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. $99. $99, 15 minutes. Well, you got it twice. So two hundred dollars. I, I think it is round trip. Round trip. I feel like it is. Let's. You know what? Okay. So mathematically, let's work this out. If, if it's ninety nine dollars round trip, ninety nine dollars a day. You, if you're getting a new vehicle, you're probably going to be making a monthly payment of like four hundred dollars a month. You don't have to worry about that because you just keep your old vehicle or whatever. It gets you back and forth to the airport. You don't really need the new car. There's no point in it at that point. You're not really spending the fuel costs, and going from here to Toronto, that's like about a hundred kilometers. So that's like ten liters. Let's just say twenty liters of gas a day, which is probably about twenty-five dollars in gas. So you're saving that. It's probably more expensive, but it's probably a, hell of a, a lot time. more convenient if you save the time and if your time is worth money and you can 
work more. Or, Let's just or see what the oh they come in packages. No lines, no waiting, stress yeah, free. Subscription. Yeah. Really? I can see people in Niagara Lake really using that. A friend of mine, yeah, a friend of mine actually does their promo. Well, a friend and acquaintance. Hmm. Let's be friends again. Okay. But an acquaintance of mine uh, actually does the promo videos for them. Uh, <laughs> oh, these are tours. I don't want tours. No. Oh well, that's it's a, it's a weird thing. Like it doesn't sound like a business. Luxury day tour. Yeah. Four ninety nine. That's okay. This is the first page I went to anyway. They're trying to attract tourists from Toronto. Is that what it's about? Round trip flights from Toronto to Niagara on an eight seat Piper Panther. Round trip eight. ground transportation from the Niagara Airport to Two Sisters Vineyards. A three course luncheon in Kitchen yeah, Seventy Six okay. restaurant. Here's the problem. This doesn't sound like it's for people, business people. It just sounds like it's for tourists, and it's going to be on their schedule, not yours. You're not going to be able to have a Hold plane up. ready to That's, go. It's just the first page I went to. Yeah. I'm not Flights. optimistic. Charter and fleet. Maybe I'm totally wrong. It sounds way too good to be true, just to be like... Because I, I know in New York they got like the, the helipad where you can just go back and forth the airport and there's there's some merit to doing that for certain people. But oh, okay. <clears throat> you found something? Uh, try our short hop air taxi connections. We have quite the story... It's tough to comprehend how much time we spend in traffic now. We understand the pain. I bet you this sounds a lot better now. My voiceover. Yeah. Our solutions are unique and tailored for the person who is tired of the long drives. We operate, we operate North America's shortest commercial flights and proudly are leading the new strategic form of transportation. Their routes are Toronto to Niagara. Yep. Toronto to Kitchener. Okay. Toronto to Barrie. Okay. And Toronto to Muskoka. That's new. Toronto to Muskoka flights. That's like the cottage goers. Dream. Yeah. Toronto to Niagara. Leave like a spare car up there just parked. Yeah, that's shit. Ni okay, but you're, you're looking at people with, with enough money to have spare cars at that point. <laughs> Niagara departures to Toronto. Let me book a flight. Not actually book a flight. That'd be a neat thing. Just fly to Toronto. <laughs> uh... July Sunday, July 22nd. No. Uh, tomorrow morning. I got, I got a meeting in Toronto tomorrow morning. Uh, 10.30. Okay. And... Yeah, 10.30. 99 bucks. It is a one-way. Okay. So then you're doubling your cost right away. Doubling your cost. But then it's... I don't know. It's a, okay, it's a 12-minute flight time. Yes. If you're, a, if you're that important and you live, I mean, a 12-minute flight time, that's a, that's a person who lives in St. Catharines commuting to the other side of the city. If you'd be like, I work in Toronto, I live in Niagara-on-the-Lake, you drive there every day? No, I fly. It takes me 12 minutes to get to the office. 20 with the car and at the Toronto airport. It, all, it has me wondering two things. Let's just say you don't really care how you get there. You just want to get there. What would it what would be the cost of having a very small one person boat? Fuel costs, I imagine, because boats cost a lot of fuel. Would they be less than a hundred dollars a day to get back and forth? Boat fuel is expensive. It is having a boat. Not necessarily if it's a very small vessel, but what was it at the at the uh, the cost of the at the pump? Was it a buck sixty? Yeah, $1.60 for gas. 
And that's those just because they can screw you over, though. Yeah, because those boat tanks are huge. Yeah. Oh, they're huge. But a small little fishing vessel, I mean, you can't really... You can't suck that much fuel back. It's just a tiny one-person boat. No. Yeah. And you can travel with as much luggage as you want, pretty much. It's true. I don't know. I think know. I saw a TV show about that once. Yeah. Just traveling to work on a boat. Yeah. And I get stuck. Lots of luggage stuck on an island three years. Oh, um. fuck. All right. <laughs> Um, no, it's a dated it, reference. Y- you think? <laughs> 1964. How long did it run? Till 67. So three seasons. It's not bad. Years ago, three seasons equated to 100 episodes, though. Nowadays, seasons are like 20. Each season was like 33. Hmm. A lot of episodes. 100 episodes in 1978. So 10 years after, they did Rescue from Gilligan's Island, where they finally got rescued. Spoiler alert. And then even more spoiler alert, at the end of that one, they end up back on the same island, shipwrecked. At least at least it's the same island, yeah. knowing if it was a different one. Um, well, it got, at the beginning, it got hurt by a hurricane, so none of their huts or anything like that were still oh, there. So gone. they'd have to just rebuild. Ugh. That's depressing. Uh, so, rescue from Gillian's Island. They end up back on the island. Then in the second made-for-TV movie, they get rescued again for good. And then decide, eh, you know what? We're just going to build a resort on this island so we don't have to leave. So they build a resort. And it's called the Castaways on Gillian's Island. <laughs> and it's the misadventures of the Castaways. And then the third one, same island, same resort, the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. Why? I guess they were really relevant back then, but... I don't know. It's strange. The Harlem Globetrotters have to play a game of basketball versus basketball-playing robots. It went a little far from the source material, and the source material was wacky to begin with. As a kid, I remember, like, the Harlem Globetrotters would make, like, appearances in kids' cartoons. Yeah. I don't know why. Scooby-Doo. I I never understood that. Hey, Scoob. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters, man! (laughs) Um, no that's that uh, Harlem Globetrotters who else there was weird celebrities Scooby-Doo was weird for celebrities they'd bring on especially in the the later versions of the show they'd bring on animated celebrity like guests of the the week or whatever. I'm trying to think of what they were because I did watch a lot of Scooby Doo as a kid, but I can't really recall any right now. I think the original show didn't have guests. The original show would have been 60s or 70s. That's fun. Scooby Doo. I don't know. I I have a soft spot for um, Scooby Doo for the Flintstones. I grew up watching Flintstones that. Are good. Flintstones great, and the live action Flintstones movies for the most part are quite good too. They're very very similar to the source material. I've seen uh, the only one that I recall is the one with the, about stealing the, nec- the necklace in the casinos and shit. Oh, so you saw the sequel? You didn't see the original? What's the original about? It's called the it's called the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, and it's basically it is just a longer. It's about how... It's how Fred... Met... No. the uh, Viva Rock Vegas. Yes. The sequel. That's about how Fred and Wilma met. Yes. Kind of neat how at first he meets Betty. That was, that was a neat... You, you expect him to date Wilma, but then his first date's actually with Betty, and it goes horribly. Um, 
But the original Flintstones, they... It's been a while. It's set basically in the timeline of the TV show, slightly before uh, it deals with Barney and Betty adopting Bam Bam, which I didn't realize back then. Flintstones was a big deal. It was the first TV show to ever show a couple in bed together. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that little fact. I, I throw that factoid out all the time. It was his first TV show to show a woman go to full-term pregnancy from being not pregnant to pregnant. Roma Flintstone. It's interestingly controversial. Full-term animated pregnancy. Right. And it also dealt with some things like Barney and Betty not being able to conceive. I don't know how they did it. I haven't watched the entire series, but I kind of want to buy the entire series set to go through it. As but an adult, it'd be very different to watch. Yeah, but Barney and Betty couldn't have kids, so they had to adopt Bam Bam. Yep. So the movie basically opens with Wilma getting pissed at Fred because she's like, I went to the bank. And they're like, what'd you spend the money on? And he's, he's trying, well, I spent it, I spent it stupidly. And then she finds out that he actually lent the money to Barney so he can go... Firing. No, adopt. No. Adopt. Adopt Bam Bam, because oh. they found out they couldn't... There is a plot in the original TV show. There's an episode where Fred loans Barney some money to get a ring. Yeah, okay, that's... <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember a bunch of the themes of the episodes, yeah. but I don't... And then it's been so long. Fred becomes the CEO of his construction company. Yep. Uh, through a mass scandal, Halle Berry is in it. It's it's, it's good. People yep. didn't like it, but it's very much like the cartoon. Did it? Well, it did really well, but critics were like, "It's it's cartoony." But what do you want? Did <laughs> did the Jetsons ever get a live action? No. Yeah. But Hanna Barbera, the the animation company yep. and I guess now the production studio Flintstones is really weird they do a lot of weird there's a WWE Smackdown Flintstones edition okay that came out a little while ago um Hanna-Barbera they've decided and I I heard news but I haven't heard anything recent that they're going to do their own Hanna-Barbera universe like the Flintstones and the Jetsons existed together. There was a cartoon. It was a great made-for-TV movie. It might have even been a theatrically released movie called The Flintstones Meet the Jetsons. The so Jetsons have a time machine. They go back in time to the Flintstones. The Flintstones accidentally send themselves back to the future. The Jetsons are left in the past, so it's a... It's a switch. Yeah, it's okay. a switch. So it's kind of neat, but the Jetsons never got live action. But if they end up doing a either an animated... It'd be neat if they were like, screw it, we'll just do a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe live action. See the Flintstones before. They, neat. they could do it like Marvel and just have like a million movies about, you know, just give people like nostalgia fatigue. Marvel does it weird, though, because you would think at this point it'd be slowing a little bit. No, Ant-Man's doing really well. Yeah, I still haven't seen the second one. Taylor made me watch the I first yet one. either. She made me watch the first one a couple of days ago. I'm doing my, um, and then we, we have to go see Mamma Mia 2, as per Tila's request. We have to somehow find it. She a, keeps playing stuff from the soundtrack, and I'm so sick of it. I like ABBA. Mm. I, I do. They were, they were good. Um, ABBA's weird. They haven't performed. They, they all kind of uh, got married and whatnot and then they broke up the band and then Mamma Mia came out and they announced probably a few months ago that they're actually going to reunite for an album which is neat 
but they're also going to perform on stage, which they don't do anymore. And they're actually not performing on stage. What are they doing then? Digital avatars yeah. on stage of the younger versions of themselves. Yeah, all right. We've tried this before, kind of, and it's still not really. It's, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Be cool. But I guess people were like, ah, I want to feel young and see Abba perform again. It will probably work. Yeah. I think I, it's hard for us to imagine how big they once were. They're still big today, but they were huge. They were. Man, that's that would be a unique way that you could just exploit the hell out of being a performer because now you can do concerts in places across the world at the same time. Yeah. With all these digital performances. Like when they, not exactly the same, but when they broadcast the, the, um, the final concert at the Meridian Center, Tila went, but I'm blanking. I feel so stupid. The final concert. The final concert. I, I'm getting just a blurry brain. Uh, this is horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Bob Cajun. Oh, the Tragically Hip? Fuck, yeah. yeah. I don't know why that was blocked out of my head. Because they, they performed their final concert and the Meridian Center did their free or cheap showing. Uh, so, I mean, that's not necessarily the same, but you're you're getting a bunch of people in a space to watch a, a concert that's concert. happening somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty unique, yeah. Did you go to that? or was No, it just, I didn't. I didn't. I watched I wish it. I did. I now. watched it here. Yeah. No, well. I, I was 70 feet that way. I was at my parents' house, so I watched it on TV there. But that would it sounds really cool. I guess I just didn't really know about it being at the Meridian Center. Tila said it was weird because there were people taking pictures there. Of the screen. screen. And then whoever she went with, she said, and I have to be very careful. She went with Emily. Oh, did she? I think. I have to be very careful because apparently I get my facts wrong and then Tila takes offense, so I apologize. Sometimes the facts get blurry. She had said that somebody or some somebody was saying, like, why aren't you taking photos? She's like, what's, what's the purpose in taking photos of a screen? It'd be different if he was performing right there. And he it's did, the hip did perform there, I think. Was that, the, I can't remember. They did, did one, no, they did one final concert. No, before the final concert. I, they had a concert at the Meridian Center? I feel like they did. Yeah, I, I didn't know about it. If we have a bigger space now, I should probably hook up a laptop at some point for quick Googling instead yeah, of using my phone. Stuff flash on the screen. It'd be great. St. Catharines. Let me see. Doing it yeah, there. in 2015. They did perform in St. Catharines. At the Meridian Center. So I was right. That's pretty neat. That, they were one of the opening of the Meridian Center acts. They were like, hey, it's the Meridian Center, St. Catharines. So they got the hip. That'd be a pretty cool act. I'm having fun with the lights. No, the, the lights are really neat. And I don't know. It, it, with, with the lights, with the microphones, with everything, there's a real creative surge. And I realized, because it's always intrigued me, that uh, Adobe Premiere is just like, sure, if you start your project in a 5.1 channel, you can edit in surround sound. Final cut, you had to do, it was weird with final cut. It wasn't a simple process. But now you're telling me that even if nobody but me notices that it's edited in 5.1 and if you put it on speakers and something happens over there, you can hear it. 
I love that. <laughs> how how did you record in 5.1 the one time you did it? I didn't. You didn't? You just mastered it to have different effects, different sounds? And I didn't. Project. I haven't recorded anything. I just found out that you can. But I haven't I, done anything. Didn't in your vlog you make the sounds of things spatially mapped out? Like noises that were added afterwards? Yeah, but I just did it based on a two-speaker setup. So left channel or right channel, left channel. Oh. So the first light pops on and then centered. Still very effective even with I crappy thought, speakers. I thought you did it in 5.1. That's fine. I'll go re-edit it. But how are you going to record stuff in 5.0? And that's, the, a, that's the hard part. Yeah. So like it's easy. It's easy to do effects if you have some kind of like sound and you want to map it like the lights coming on like and you could, you know, map it to all these different. That's spaces. basically the only thing. But recording do. sound, you're going to need more microphones. I don't know if you need. I think you would need at least three or four microphones to record five channels ish because you could they could be have a left well no there's two you could have a left and right for each so with two microphones you have binaural audio but also you have four potential directions i don't know it's weird mathematics i've never looked up how did they how they do that when they actually record movies and in fact i, I still have no idea because a lot of the stuff's voiceovers and there's a lot of other work that goes into it so yeah i have no idea how you would record five channels i feel well, it's not even really five channels because one of them is a center point. So you have two behind, two in front, but then a center. Which yeah, but the if, center you're, if you're doing okay, if we're doing, uh, let's say this was a this was a movie, and we're talking at a diner. Yeah. Okay. And the camera is kind of it's a two shot, so the camera's there, and we're talking. The mix later, our conversation can be a track that is placed in that speaker because we're talking right there but then when you hear a waitress go in front of the cameras we're talking that that could go from the one that's between your crotch and that one um so there's ways of that's what i just want to try i want to do something you of all people should appreciate that because you're into the sound yeah, stuff oh absolutely just to to goof around like i don't know throw something I don't know. Well, I just it excites we'll, me. We'll come up with the use for it. We'll, we'll, in the short film, we should find a way to implement five point one editing. Sure, I'd be down. Because I mean, it, even in the sound story wise, cameras here again, like it's a it's a movie. If somebody comes through the door, realistically. That's coming through that speaker. Yes, and, and the sounds gonna be recorded separate for that thing, anyways. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so there's ways to do it. I yeah. don't know if anybody truly records in 5.1. It's mastered no, they would and just, edited. They would just master each of the microphones afterwards. But it would be so much cooler if you were picking up raw audio from all the scenes at the same time. Because I know that, you know, if you're walk, someone's walking, they got, like, some sound effects guy remaking it or whatever in, in a studio somewhere. It's called you, Foley. Yeah. But if you did it all at the same time with that kind of mic setup, it would be pretty cool. I don't know if anybody does that, though. I think the reason they don't is just so they have more control. Yeah, you do get more control doing it after. It's weird to watch. I think there are documentaries on Foley artists, but they're, believe it or not, the, the behind-the-scenes of sound-making sometimes isn't the most riveting. I would, yeah. I um, but in the Jurassic Park uh, DVD, I think all the way back in the DVD, maybe even the VHS, they did have a 
five minute segment on this the foley work that they did specifically the scene with the baby raptor and the egg and how they would break uh twigs um no ice cream cones like the waffle for the cones egg? for the egg cracking and for the skin of the raptor they would use i forget exactly what they would use but they would put uh like fruit juice and pulp on it because the skin would be all wet and slimy and scaly so that is neat if you if you give me a five minute documentary on foley from a movie sure i'll watch it but i don't really want to watch a hour-long documentary on foley um i'd do it i that being said one of the best documentaries ever watched Hmm. was called this film is not yet rated if you want a good uh rating system for movies yeah, I've, I've seen a little bit about that. It's a fantastic The little movie. things people would do to experiment what, you, what they would get flagged for and, and what rating they would get. And they were talking about how the MPA is a organization that is heavily politically controlled. Yes. The, the people that make the judgments are older, of an older demographic. And just the, the movie itself and how they uncover everything and how a... a uh, guy and girl sex scene in one movie can be rated one way but a guy on guy sex scene in another movie not that it's full like like sex scenes is nc-17 right away stuff like that Hmm. or like they mention american pie and how they're able to get away with a guy fucking an apple pie because it's comedic but then you do a movie like uh girls don't cry where there's a there is a fairly brutal uh rape scene uh makes sense that would be treated more seriously i suppose a little bit more seriously but it's it's still art there was no nudity in the rape scene but i got a high rating that's that's also a good movie tragic movie but good movie Hmm. um yeah lots of good documentaries out there netflix is great for that right now Melissa said she just finished watching a docudrama about Hugh Hefner. Oh. A 10-part. To come out after he died? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And apparently it's interviews with his children, it's interviews with people that worked with him, mixed with actual uh, acted out parts of his life. So somebody's actually playing Hugh Hefner. So it's kind of like a movie of the week type thing, but a 10-part drama, which is neat. Hmm. Better Call Saul, they just announced at Comic-Con. I think it was Comic Con. Getting in another season. Well, it's getting another season. It comes yeah. out. It comes out in August or September, maybe October. Either one of the three months. Can't remember. But we're finally bridging the gap. We're going into the Breaking Bad time. Because it's oh, I see. I'm I'm gonna watch Better Call Saul. I think you gotta start. just because of how much I loved Breaking Bad at the beginning and they're very it's very smart about that because you know at some point they're going to build up to the breaking bad world and they could have artistically i thought it'd be interesting if they got to the point where better call saul ends right as walter white walks into his office in breaking bad it could but they're not be more interesting they're not doing that they are actually taking his his situation through the breaking bad world which is neat because A, you're getting fan service, but B, as you're building towards it, the first season is great, but it's like, well, we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so far away, but they've just been inching closer 
and we're almost there and it's exciting <laughs> it's cool mm -hmm. that's that's disgusting to think that breaking bad is has been done for five years yeah <laughs> god it's been man yeah it's been a long time since 2013 september 2013 holy crap the uh It'd be interesting, too, because they could make a series about Jesse Pinkman and what happens to him afterwards. I think we talked about this. Probably. But it, it has potential, really, to go in that direction, too, after Better Call Saul's over. That's true. They could exploit the hell out of this for a long time to they come. They could. And if they do it well, see, that's just it. There's exploitation, there's crappy sequels, but if you say... It's supposed to be exploitive, though. If there's a story and you can find a way to make actual gripping television with characters that you know... Yeah. Then that's a good thing, and that's that's art. I would agree. There's a charity um, that is doing a fundraiser, obviously charity, and you can <laughs> you can win the opportunity to go to Albuquerque and have lunch with Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, and see. Why? Okay. See the RV from the show and stuff like that. I assume this is a one-time thing, so they it's probably a thing. they probably don't want to spend that much time in New Mexico. No, it's a one-time thing. Yeah. It's a one-time thing, one time, one person or a couple winners or whatever. And the video for it, it's called the 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 charity is Omaze. I don't know if you've heard about them. They do some very interesting things with celebrities, like you could win an opportunity to go to the set to Jurassic World, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy and stuff like that. So you cool. can actually meet like a lot of people doing it. Gardens of the Galaxy? Gardens of the Galaxy. Isn't that just like a big green screen Not room? entirely, but yes. I think most of it would be, yeah. Maybe the inside of the ship is like partly constructed. I don't know. Um, but the promotional video they did, it was Aaron Paul addressing the camera. It's for charity. We'd actually probably play it. It's not really that big a, uh, big a deal. We'll play it. Then we'll go back. I don't know. We'll play it. Whatever. But Aaron Paul is talking about how they can win, and they cut to the RV from the show, and he's like, oh, there's so many memories. And he walks in, and Brian Cranston's been living in the trailer. He's having an emotional wreck. He's like, oh, you're talking about Breaking Bad? Or are we doing a reboot here? Like, are we, are we bringing it back? Oh, I need it. Career hasn't been good. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> what, what has he done since Breaking Bad? He was Bad. in Godzilla. Yeah. No, that's not a good... Um, no, he was in... He was in You'd a, think people would be picking him up like crazy now. Like, but it's been five years. Yeah. He, he, he's done some other things, um, but nothing. That's, that's hard. That's when you do a show like that, it can, it can be hard to kind of fall back to grace and do other things. Just have like a Malcolm in the Middle reboot. That'd be good. Would you be able to take him in a humorous fashion as much now? Yes. Yeah, he actually... He, he, he could get really a, angry. He has a very interesting switch, because even that Omaze thing, he's acting, obviously, like a crazy lunatic, mm -hmm. kind of like the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. But he has that weird switch where he can be... He was Walter White. He can be serious. Yeah. You're goddamn right. But then he also has that side of him where he can just goof around. So he's a very talented actor, and he should be used more. Not for more Breaking Bad, because that's it's difficult. It's over. But yeah. can he cameo in Better Call Saul? Sure. He probably, he probably should. He should, 100%. But, yeah, I I, I don't know. That's that's interesting. Um, t -t 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 
got to sound interesting. I think maybe this is a good point to wrap up for the night because we got a lot to check this out, I guess, to see how the lighting looks and all that stuff. I'm kind of excited just to get on it. Yeah, I, I no offense to Bill, and by the time this comes out, it'll already be done, but I'm more excited to work on this one, the hand edit Bill's, because yes. this is different. It is different. Um, yeah, no, what's next week... We have to do it slightly differently because we're going to be in Toronto for the for the Sunday. Yes, it's going to be a little bit different. And after on the way back, because we're doing. Hey, we wanted you on anyways because we were talking about how our looks have changed, so and our faces have changed. If anybody who's a longtime viewer of the show remembers our, you can just party. look into my camera. This is I'll take. I'll I'll cut in a photo from the episode he was in, and come back now. You kind of look like more eggy. I, I don't like it at all the tan line on the forehead's not helping <laughs> yeah that's pretty and bad. the tan line i know i got the beard tan line too <laughs> it's, it's not good four years of having a beard and then are you gonna keep oh, the look no no the beard's coming back are you gonna let it go as bad as you did before or are no you gonna manage I'm, it i'm gonna get it professionally done at a barbershop from now on <laughs> smart idea how much does that cost 30 bucks oh I mean, if you want something special, yeah. Well, special, yeah, maybe. If you just want them to trim it real quick, no, yeah. probably like... 10 to 15, maybe. 15 to 20. Yeah. It, it's expensive. Hipsters yeah. are moving in on that. Worth it. You don't got to do it that Can often. Can you get a hipster beard? Can you do the nicely styled... Like a curled mustache. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. It's true. All right. Nice cameo. So Eric Gervais signing off. And I'm Jesse Dolster. This has been an interesting experiment and we're, we're kind of now back to basics again because next week we got to set her up again, but every week we'll get quicker. Sounds good. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. I'm still, I can still see myself. We're going to fade into darkness. <laughs>